welcome to an all new episode of It's Just 10 Minutes. We are off of hiatus and we are ready to dig into this new series. I pray that it blesses your life as much as it has blessed mine. And now, It's Just 10 Minutes. In the life of every believer, prayer is essential for our daily living. I've been told since I was a little girl about the power and the importance of prayer. And while they told me it was powerful to pray and important to pray, it took me growing up and going through life to gain an understanding of what prayer really is and why we do it. So what's the big deal about prayer? What is it? Why do we do it? And what do we gain from it? A few years ago, I asked some trusted associates for their definition of prayer. One responded with prayer being communication between us and God an outpour of our worship and praise and repentance. Another said that prayer was our own personal communication line with God that allows him to hear from us and for us to hear from him. One of my mentors responded with prayer is just simply communicating with the Lord. Another mentor said that prayer it's communication with God. But the major thread throughout all of these definitions is the word communication. Prayer It's just communication. That's it. There's no long dissertation or long diatribe needed. No big theological doctrines or dogma. Communication. That's it. Webster defines communication as something imparted, interchanged, or transmitted. So when we pray to God, we are transmitting our thoughts, our worries, our concerns to Him. And He, in turn, imparts the plans that he has for us but prayer it just doesn't go one way it's communication and last I checked communication it's a two-way street there's talking and then there's also listening because have you ever tried to have a conversation with someone and they did all the talking that conversation becomes quite boring very quickly but When both of you are sharing back and forth, engaging one another, that makes the sparks fly. And that's what God seeks from our prayer time with him. Engagement. Communication with God, it shouldn't feel like a chore. Because it isn't. So why do we pray? Well, we pray to draw closer to God. To create an intimate atmosphere that promotes trust and eventually obedience. But the communication required for prayer... It can't involve just you doing all the talking. Remember that true communication is talking and listening. But for most of us, we've got the talking part down. We have all of our list of wants and needs and requests. But after submitting all these lists, there has to be a period of listening. And while we are waiting to hear from God, sometimes the enemy starts talking first. Samuel Chadwick says that the one concern of the devil is to keep Christians from praying. He fears nothing from prayerless studies, prayerless work, and prayerless religion. But God is such a gentleman. He isn't rude. He's not going to shout over the enemy. But that's why the enemy keeps up so much noise. Because he knows that if we were ever to get to a quiet place to hear God, then our lives would be forever changed. And that's why prayer is so vital. It creates an intimacy with God. When you are in a relationship with someone, 
The only way to get to know them in an intimate way is to communicate, to talk. So how else would we get to know God if we don't talk to him? And when we draw closer to him, when we get to know him on that intimate level, we can experience the effects of prayer. So what happens when we pray? Well, we can be forgiven. When we pray, that's our opportunity to ask for and receive forgiveness. For God in his infinite wisdom allowed us to have free will, meaning that the choices and decisions we make as it concerns our lives, it's up to us. And there are times when we make the wrong choice or a bad decision, and that leads us to being in opposition to the word. Our choices and decisions can cause us to sin. And sin, while it is wrong, but it also leaves a residue on our lives. When we pray and ask for forgiveness, we begin to rid ourselves of the guilt and the shame of sin. The guilt and shame of sin, it's heavy. And that's why Paul told us in Hebrews 12 and 1 to lay aside every weight and sin that so easily besets us. Sin, it makes us heavy. Carrying around the guilt and shame of it becomes a burden and a load that just weighs us down. But prayer, it enables us to unload that guilt, that shame. It allows us to make a trade. In Matthew 11, 28 and 30, Jesus lets us know that if we are burdened, to come to him. And he instructs us to take his yoke and give him ours. For his yoke is easy and his burden is light. The Lord wants our burdens. The enemy never wants you to know that little tidbit because we can trade ours for his. And who wouldn't want that? When we're able to rid ourselves of the guilt and the shame and the burden that sin brings, then a path is made, the path to move forward. But as long as we carry our sin, as long as we carry the guilt and shame, we will never move forward. It's impossible. You might feel like you're moving forward, but you are actually just running in place. How exhausting to carry all that weight, thinking that you're making progress, only to discover that you haven't made it very far. And in that exhaustion, that's when the enemy gets a chance to whisper in your ear. See, I told you, God wasn't listening to you. Look at where you are. Look at who you are. You will never get any further than where you are. But we have to keep praying. We have to pray for forgiveness, not only from God and not only from others, but we have to learn how to forgive ourselves. The Bible tells us in Isaiah 43 and 25 that, the, that God blots out our sins and he will remember them no more. Psalms 103 and 12 tells us that as far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our sins from us. Let me put it to you this way. You could be driving, going north, and you could go so far north that eventually you will end up going south. But if you are driving going east, you could go all the way around the world and never see west unless you turn around. Which means that if God forgives me, he separates me from my sin as far as the east is from the west, and he remembers it no more. So why then should I still be carrying it around? Just put it down. 
Leave the past exactly where it is in the past behind you. You can't go back and change it no matter how much you may want to. And also don't get caught up in that trap that the world will set for you. That line of thinking that says I need to make up for my past. That's a trap. It keeps you spinning in the past, dwelling on it. For the world says that you have to atone for your sins, for your mistakes by making up for it. That's the only way to cleanse yourself to make it right. Not so. Because the word tells us in 1 John 1 and 9 that if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. That's freeing. To know that yes, I messed up. Yes, I slipped. Yes, I did things that I shouldn't have. But if I just tell Jesus about it, that he will make the intercession for me and I get forgiven and cleansed. Confession is prayer. Another uh, great result from prayer is that it gives us direction. Well, of course, Mary, who couldn't figure that out? Because one of the reasons why we pray is to reach our expected end. Jeremiah 29 and 11 says that I know the thoughts that I think towards you, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a hope and a future. That's the expected end. Hope and a future. The future. A future. And that tells you and me that no matter how hard times are, no matter how long it has been since the sun has shined in our lives, it will not be unto death. Why? Because God promised you a future. And what he promises, he performs. We have a future. But I know it's hard to see when times have been hard and the way has been dark. But daylight, it's right above your head. And that's why prayer is important. We need that direction from God to lead us and guide us. We know that direction is important. Look at how important GPS systems have become to us. We have them in our cars, on our phones. And if you're anything like me, whenever you go anywhere remotely unfamiliar, you make use of the GPS. And sometimes even when the GPS gives me the route to take, sometimes I rely on myself and go my own way. But here's what it, what's so amazing about the GPS, that even when you venture from its instructions, it can still find your location and reroute you. And it's in the stillness, in the quietness of prayer, that even when we find ourselves off course, God can still find us and reroute us to get us to our expected end. Prayer is important, it's powerful, and it's necessary. I just looked at the clock. It's been 10 minutes. Thank you so much for joining me this week. I'm glad to be back with you and to share this series on prayer with you. Join me next week as we dive into the ingredients of prayer. It's good stuff because you know what? You've got time. You know why? <laughs> it's just 10 minutes.